Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, hi, it's me, Joey, with a quick note before this episode gets started. We actually recorded before the Kevin Porter news came out, and uh, to quote our guest Rob, Rob's boss at TheRinger.com, I just wanted to step right in and say, uh, fuck that guy. Um, uh, I hope he never plays basketball again. Um, Here's the episode. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Larry Sanders, L. Harrington, Joey Devine, Dion Waiters, he freaked out on a plane, J.R. Smith, Sean Keen, Michael Super Cool Bees Beasley, Woody Harrelson, Patreons, Sam Fev, thank you, Sam, Ned Grade, thank you, Ned, Daniil, thank you, Daniil, special guest, Rob Mahoney. Musical guest, Cypress Hill. And now, the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, uh... A man who just got back from Europe for the first time, Sean Keen. Mm-hmm. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm adjusting back to this one. This you know what? This country of losers. I have to say, <laughs> I thought this was the greatest country in the world. It turns out it's the fourth place country uh-huh. in the world. 
This country can't even freaking medal. Uh, um, they are probably better at basketball than any of the three countries I visited, however. <laughs> um, we also have a special guest today, which the reasoning we'll, we'll get to later, but from the ringer.com, from, uh, po- from multiple ringer podcasts, and from an old podcast I beg everyone to listen to because it's the greatest basketball podcast of all time, Breakaway, Rob Mahoney. Rob, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. Uh, first confession regarding another one of our special guests. Mm-hmm. I did accidentally see Cypress Hill in concert one time. How uh, do you accidentally <laughs> see well, Cypress Hill? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, a, I was a 12-year-old suburban kid trying to go see Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. And Cypress Hill, for some it was a Cypress Hill, Snoop Dogg, Linkin Park bill. Some of the most chaotic was shit. Was this I can- Rock the Bells? Like, what was? Or <laughs> what? I honestly don't know, but needless to say, the first two acts had a very distinct vibe. Linkin Park was a hard swerve, but I enjoyed myself. And it was, it was a nice, soft introduction for 12-year-old Rob into uh, everything we're going to talk about today, I think. Yeah. Well, anytime uh, Linkin yeah. Park is mentioned on the show, I have to bring it up. Uh, for a long time... Anytime I would see Linkin Park and I'd see that bass player they had that wore headphones on stage, I'd always say, that man is listening to another band's music in those headphones. <laughs> well, now you know it was Cypress Hill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rob, how long have you been living in Los Angeles? Actually, Rob. not in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm in I'm in the Bay Area. Yeah. Oh, oh, you live in the Bay Area? Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm on the Peninsula side. Oh, okay. I live in yeah. Oakland, so. Uh, oh. well, well, why are we well, not doing this live? I know, man. I was in Sunnyvale last night. Oh my yeah. god, what a what a spot! Uh, one thing I noticed about go- when I first moved to LA, it seemed like every business I went into was playing either the Red Hot Chili Peppers or Lincoln Park. I felt like I was like time traveling a little bit. But it was just, it, it's like, that's how big the Lakers are. Anyone that even attends Laker games you is... get looped in. Yeah, all right, they're in, they're in. <laughs> um, all right, uh, before we get to the thing we're here to do, which will is going to take forever, just some business <laughs> off the top, uh, roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email if you'd like to email us. Patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can send us money. If you like giving us money, please do that. We like money. Um, and uh, you can buy t-shirts at our t-shirt store in the Public link in the description. Or, more importantly, call us on the phone in the uh, phone number in the description, which, Sean and Rob, we actually have uh, some phone calls. So, gotta uh, play that drop real quick. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323682042. 
once again that number is 323-682-0342. Please give me a call. Being a robot is a solitary road. All right. Um, guys, our first question comes from our friend Jackson, who has a question about winning time. Is everyone here watching winning time? Yeah, yeah, I'm up on it. Uh, Rob, how do you feel about winning time? Because it feels polarizing in the basketball community. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, not a a document of history, I wouldn't say, but I like some of the performances. I I think the Adrian Brody, Jason Siegel stuff is very fun. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is uh, very fast and loose, and I say fast in terms of pacing. I got... I don't know if you guys have seen the most recent episode, but I think like three years pass yeah. in one episode. Uh, it, it's a little confounding to me what we're spending time on versus what we are not. But yeah. these decisions are above my pay grade as a consumer. Um, as a person who uh, hopes to write TV someday, and uh, I actually think it's an it's a pretty good TV show, and I do not care that they are making things up because oh, it yeah. makes for better TV. <laughs> Every time I see that complaint, I'm like... Uh, sorry, basketball freaks. It doesn't matter. My girlfriend has to watch this show. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, here's our question from Jackson about winning time. Hi, uh, hi, Sean. Hi, Joey. Uh, Jackson calling from beautiful Studio City, California. Kings are in California. Let's go Kings. I'm here in my JaVale McGee jersey. Um, I'm calling uh, with a little uh, entertainment corner for you two. Uh, I'm getting the sense, and, you know, this is anecdotal social media feeds, but I'm getting the sense that nobody uh, on the entire planet is watching a Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty Season 2. Nobody is tuning into the season. And I guess, I, I mean, I want to ask you two for your opinions on why you think that is, for one. Uh, but then too, I mean, I'm just getting concerned that, uh, this show will be canceled by the embattled Warner Brothers Discovery Corporation, who are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just a little worried that I won't be able to find out, uh, what happens with Cookie and Magic. So, uh, my, my questions for you are in a utopian society, in a, in a perfect world, where the show can continue on the air uh, forever. Uh, one, who would you cast as Phil Jackson? Two, who would you cast as Jay Moore? And three, mm-hmm. um, my fi- uh, what do you think happens with Cookie and Magic? Thanks, and I'll take my answer off. Yeah. <laughs> Great questions. Um, all right, <laughs> Sean, <laughs> who would you cast as Phil Jackson? Um, I know it doesn't work physically and he's too old, but I would love to see Phil Jackson played by Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> just getting just getting so angry and just why are you running the triangle? Just handing out books to people. Call me Indian Rangers. You know, just um, I mean he's like he's like a foot and a half too short and 20 years too old, but still. That's pretty good. I actually think I'm picking physically here because, look, my favorite performance on Winning Time is actually Jerry West, even though he's nothing like Jerry West. Uh, the character is funny. I, that's all I care about. Uh, I like the fact that they've made, 
Plus, it's funny if you're making a Lakers show to slander Jerry West and Chick Hearn the most. <laughs> like, to have no respect for those two people as a Lakers show is hilarious. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think Ted Danson could play Phil Jackson. Ooh, I like um, that. That's good. Uh, it, it would. It's a little outside his range. It's like a little against type, maybe, but... Um, Physically, I like the the idea of him with the the facial hair yeah. and the uh, dating genie bus. <laughs> Honestly, Phil Jackson is a bit of a Becker figure, so I can see that. <laughs> um, and then as far as casting Jay Moore goes, Jay Moore was actually on Winning Time this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess he'd have to play himself. Morris divorced himself. <laughs> Yeah, I I couldn't remember the name of his show, Gary Unmarried, once, and that was my guess, was Morris Divorce. Yeah, like, totally um, unironically, Sean. Was I was like, I know I it rhymes. I Morris uh, <laughs> So I'm going to write that show, actually, if Winning Time gets canceled and the strike ever ends. I'm not in the union. Um, but uh, what was I? Oh, oh, um... Would it ruin the continuity for Jay to play a different character? No. I, I think that's okay. what we want, is <laughs> yeah, the show yeah. to go long enough that he keeps showing, like, he's Chris Mim all of a sudden, yeah. he's Robert uh-huh. Sacre later, like, just let this guy play whoever yeah. he wants. I let him play Adam Levine, wearing the LaMarcus 100%. Aldridge jersey backwards. Um, I would <laughs> love to see the show run long enough that they have to cast uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as Denzel Washington. Uh-huh. That would be my dream. <laughs> On the um, Phil front, what yeah. do we think of, you know, since he's already in the HBO pipeline, can we get James Cromwell in here as Phil Jackson? Ooh, like, can, can yeah, he pull good. it off? You know, I don't Maybe he's too genial. Maybe he, but I guess, you know. I he, worry he gotta, he's a little too genial. Yeah. I mean, whoever, all I know is whoever has to play Phil Jackson has to be able to whistle that way by putting the four fingers in his yeah. mouth. That's, that's the just skill. the yeah. That's just the audition. <laughs> yeah. um, if you're playing Magic or Kareem, you have to be able to plausibly be on a basketball court. Yeah. If you're playing Phil, and you can't do the four finger whistle, what are you even doing here? Yeah, like why are you not yeah. training for this? Um, I will say it was funny last on last night's episode where suddenly they were just like, oh, by the way, James Worthy's been on this team for a year. <laughs> <laughs> They'd yet to introduce us to James Worthy this season. No, he's not on the team yet. (laughs) Oh, no, he is, Sean. It jumps three years in an episode. Oh, oh, right. I'm sorry. I was sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in. They lose in the finals and uh, Bill Sharman's like, we lost because of injuries. (laughs) And then they're like, and everyone's like, who got injured? And then they casually mentioned rookie James Worthy was injured. A player we have not mentioned on this show. The number one pick in the draft uh, in 1982. Um, uh, I also... Here's my favorite thing about Winning Time, actually. I want to bring this up. Is the fact that Norm Nixon is played by his son is yes. the best thing on the show. Uh, it's not really, really a very flattering great. portrayal no, of him. he's doing kind of a mean impression of his dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although uh, we're getting into weird territory when you're playing your dad now dating in the world mom, of the show, yeah. an actress <laughs> yeah. pretending to be your mom. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, but bless everyone involved, you know, for their willingness to participate. Yeah. Um. All right. And then I guess we have to uh, spoil the show for. Uh, well, 
I would. I do well, want I mean, to it's say a historical if, film. So. If, if it gets, if it gets, I do want to say it would be hilarious if it gets canceled after this season because this season is going to end with the Boston Celtics winning the championship, and it would be very funny if a Lakers Showtime show ended prematurely with the Boston Celtics winning in the championship. <laughs> um, but uh, Jackson. What ends up happening with Magic and Cookie is actually, they made a show already. It's called The Last Ship on TNT, um, where they just <laughs> live, they, they live on a ship for years on end uh, after an apocalypse happens in the Mediterranean Sea, I believe. Um, Sean, what do you think happens with Magic and Cookie? Um, I think that uh what happens is that magic and cookie reconcile their differences and uh they go on to own the charlotte bobcats yeah they <laughs> lead to an nba the series of nba titles because uh-huh. of uh the amazing ownership rob any idea what you think happens with magic and cookie I assumed they were the subject of like this new Walking Dead spinoff that's taking place in France for some uh-huh. reason. It's them, and uh, I can't even remember who the lead is on that show now. But look, the universe needs to expand. And as you're saying, the real pain if it does get canceled is we lose all these backdoor pilot possibilities. Yeah. Like, what 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 are we doing if not setting up a cinematic universe here? Well, I actually, when this show came first came on, I was like, this show should not just be a show about the Lakers. It should just be an anthology series where next season is winning time the New York Mets Mm -hmm. or whatever. It doesn't have to be a Jeff Perlman book, but that was the first one that came to mind. But, like, uh, one season you could call it losing time, and it's about the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, All right, one last question um, we got here uh, from our friend... um, it's an anonymous caller. Remember, yeah. folks, you do not have to say your name, but it does help if you say your name when you call us. <laughs> um, oh, this is Henry. I'm sorry. I didn't. He doesn't say he's Henry. I realize it's. Henry. I actually mm, don't right. have this voicemail, Sean. Uh, we'll save that for next week. I <laughs> Wait, have really? one for. I have a Weinstein one. Weinstein. That's the one. That's the okay, one. Okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's from Henry. Anyway, he doesn't say his name, but it's from our friend. Henry. My notes didn't match my uh, my uh, audio. All right. Here's from our friend uh, Henry. Hey fellas, um, the JD and the Straight Shot episode had me look up. Uh, Jane's Got a Gun, the song with the unfeatured, or, or the movie with the, the uncredited song from J.D. and Straight Shot, um, the soundtrack for uh, And wouldn't you know it, that was a uh, Weinstein company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like J.D., you know, got what he could and then turned around and stabbed his friend in the back when he needed it most. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, that's a reference to an episode two episodes ago where we listened to a JD and the Straight Shot album with our our musical friends, and we learned that one of the songs was in a movie called Jane's Got a Gun, which turned out to be produced by Harvey Weinstein, which then uh, JD wrote a song about what he would have done if he would have known. Um, he yeah. should have known, you know. He should have known. known. Yeah. He should have known. <laughs> um, 
All right, and there was one last thing we wanted to talk about here. Rob, we have to bring it up because there were actual basketball games being played. <laughs> um, <laughs> is Dylan Brooks the best player in North America now? I mean, prove that he isn't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Germany won the World Cup. Congratulations to the Germans. Ruthless efficiency. The Wagner brothers. They're uh, the master race. The Wagner yeah. family. <laughs> um, incredible stuff from them. Uh, and obviously Team USA should be freaking out incredibly over the FIBA World Cup, which everyone in America deeply cares about mm-hmm. including uh nba players uh because that's why so many of them participated in this summer's FIBA world cup where they <laughs> disgraced the country by losing two games by two points each and one that went to overtime um i, I mean will... roughly a dozen of them were willing to consider playing for team that's, <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> I will say Steve Curry's getting a lot of heat for uh, things he's done. And as someone who has been, as a Golden State Warriors fan who's been complaining about Steve Kerr, even though they win title after title and everyone gets mad at me for not liking Steve Kerr, I'd just like to say, Welcome to the bandwagon, America! frustrating man he is a frustrating man all right um i gotta say though i I will never line up with utah jazz fans who seems like they were the angriest Mm -hmm. about his disrespect of walker Walker kessler Kessler. yeah yeah i will say i do find it funny as a man who's been complaining about how the golden state warriors lost the championship because steve kerr played two traditional big man men in a fourth quarter against LeBron James, that then he does not play any traditional big men and loses. He, it's a lose-lose situation for Steve Kerr when it comes to playing centers. All right. Um, but I did ask our friend Keith of the Grits and Grinds Memphis Grizzlies podcast, of the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, a Dylan Brooks expert. He's watched mm-hmm. every single minute of Dylan Brooks's NBA career this far to give us a call and let us know his take on Dylan Brooks being the best basketball player in North America. Here's Keith. Hey, fellas. This is Keith Parrish. I don't know if you caught what Dylan Brooks did, but in this third-place game against Team USA, he may have played the best basketball played by anyone in the last year. Dylan Brooks scored 39 points, had five assists. He also blocked two shots. He made seven out of eight threes while also playing elite perimeter defense in Canada. Of course, wins the bronze medal and sends the U.S. home with nothing. Dylan went from getting booed in every game in the Philippines to having the Manila crowd chanting MVP while he shot free throws in overtime. Dylan's 39 points. That's the highest scoring game at the World Cup for any player since Dirk Nowitzki had 47 points in 2006. Dirk did that against Angola. Dylan had his 39 against the U.S. in a medal game. Again, 39 points, five assists, two blocks, one steal, only one turnover. He made seven out of eight three-pointers. For the entire tournament, he shot 59% from three. And the icing on the cake for me is Steve Kerr, who lost three games as coach of the World Cup and failed the medal, had to watch as his team gave up 127 points 
to a Dylan Brooks-led Canada squad and then just had to sit there and soak it in while Dylan Brooks got MVP chance. An iconic, legendary, memorable performance from Dylan Brooks. The Rockets, they got themselves a keeper. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Well, I did forget that it is funny that uh, the man who broke the code broke Steve Kerr's yeah. brain. Well, it, it is also telling that uh, the greatest success a Memphis Grizzlies fan can imagine is placing well, third. <laughs> um, it's, our, it's respect. That means good. It's a medal. Yeah. yeah. But an impassioned defense from Keith overall. I'm, you know, well, I, look... Uh, I find myself to be a Dylan Brooks booster a lot of the times. And I have to say, there's just like no player on earth I would rather see preening down the court after mm-hmm. hitting a three than Dylan Brooks because he has like such incredible this fucking guy energy yeah. at all times. And uh, in rare form, needless to say, against Team USA. Um, all right. Now we've got to do the thing we, we came here to do. Uh, so... Last week, two weeks ago, Mark Cuban went on Patrick Beverly's podcast, uh, and he said this. Yes, 100%. Mm. 100%. Because it's a team. I mean, no lie, I've traded guys because they smoke too much. Mm. Teams get their own culture. If you got some young dudes on there that are just figuring out, smoke some, but don't know what it's what the team culture is, right, or the NBA culture is, and you got one dude that's just – you know, you walk down the hall in the hotel and you know he's on that floor and there's no doubt about it. And then all of a sudden these other kids start picking up on it. And that's kind of that you see them coming out of their room. You see them, you know, a little bit red eyed coming to practice all of a sudden. You don't want them going down that road. That's right. He said he has traded basketball players for smoking too much weed. I should also say. He is speaking in a completely different voice because he is speaking to a black man. He's one I was going to say that is that um, the voice of a man who grew up in like an India is that an Indiana accent there? Rob, I'm Rob made a face when I said that. Uh, I just want to say that is my opinion, not the ringer.com's and not Rob Mahoney's. It's appreciated. Um, uh, but so Rob I do think, Joey, I will say I do think Mark Cuban just has a fake voice in general. He does. You're cool. You're on TV long enough. I think you develop it, whether you would like to or not. Yeah, but uh, the fake TV voice isn't like, yeah, and you smoke a little. You know what I mean, man? <laughs> um. I will I will have some comments on uh, we have a, we have a Patreon coming. Uh, where I am reviewing a Mark Cuban episode of Smartless. Mm-hmm, great. But we um, really do journalism on this show, America's Rob. America's favorite podcast. <laughs> so Rob, the reason we had him on, is Rob literally wrote a book about the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> um, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to go through all 98 players uh, that Mark Cuban has traded in his time owning the Mavericks. And we are going to figure out, well, subjectively, please do not sue us, players or Mark Cuban. We're going yeah, to wonder if, did this person get traded for smoking too much weed? Um, so, because we're talking about trades, we've got to play the trades drop. Trades. That's right, we're talking about trades. 
slash capspace urls you remember we talk about capspace all the time in the program slash capspace let them know that you came from us limited time only terms apply protected picks you can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast over 140 million people choose wix to create their website create yours today that's wix.com slash woj woj to get 10 percent off rights to euros that are never coming enter code nba at checkout for 20 dollars off your first order expiring salaries and if you missed it we launched the recapables billions podcast on our recapables feed treating people like they're assets and not people ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Rob. Thank you for indulging the trades drop. I always forget how long it is <laughs> when I play it. Um. All right. So the first player... That the Dallas Mavericks traded under the uh, the tutelage of Mark Cuban uh, and his Dairy Queen managing skills is Eric Strickland. Rob, mm-hmm. do you think Eric Strickland was smoking too much weed? <laughs> so my issue with this early era of the Mavericks, everything pre-Calvin Booth, mm-hmm. I grew up in the Dallas area, I grew up watching the Mavs. At this point in time, I am an elementary school age child, <laughs> and I would not say I'm attuned to the indicators of who may or may not be smoking weed. Yeah. Over, t- over time, we learn these things, and certainly in my pickup basketball career, I'm, mm-hmm. I've certainly gotten used to seeing players stoned out of their mind coming to play at the local YMCA or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Eight-year-old Rob was not hip to it. That said, Eric Strickland, by reputation, I'm going to say no. I, I would agree with that. I think yeah. so, too. Uh, so we're we're in the Don Nelson era. I will note when we move to the Donnie mm-hmm. Nelson era and I, then again to the Nico Harrison. Era. I would say in general, though, I don't mm-hmm. think Don Nelson is trading any basketball player for smoking too much weed. It'd be a little um, hypocritical if he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> uh, just knowing what I know about Don Nelson. Uh, he's cool. Unlike Mark Cuban, so I also um, well, I kind of feel like Mark Cuban at this point in his ownership career does not have that same opinion. Mm-hmm. He's we're still very close to him vomiting out of the sunroof of a limo, mm-hmm. allegedly yeah. uh, during a <laughs> celebration with Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, so maybe maybe we'll okay. Um, there is a guy on this early list who I definitely think was traded for smoking too much weed, though. Yeah, there's a couple let's, guys. Let's go. Let's go quick then. Okay, I, Sean Rooks. Uh, no, I could see maybe. Well, I, here's the thing: I can definitely see him smoking weed. Would he get yes. traded for smoking too much weed? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah, uh, Bruno Sundoff. No. <laughs> Drinking no. too much or like smoking too many cigarettes, maybe. I don't know. Um Robert Pack. Uh nah. no. I remember Robert Pack went on some I want to say it was like a, a a daytime talk show of some kind, like a like a Mori Povich mm. to meet a woman who was an insane Robert Pack fan, and he seemed to just not understand 
what was going on because this woman was just like, oh my God, Robert, here. And, but now, probably after not. that, after that episode, maybe he did smoke. Yeah, he's like, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> chill this out. Is, this, this is too much. Um, okay, John Hot Rod Williams. Okay, this is interesting. I feel like if you're at, at the point where you're nicknamed Hot Rod, all things are on the table. Mm-hmm. 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 Unless that, unless that person is Hot Rod Hundley. Who, uh, of course, never the old jazz, the old jazz announcer, <laughs> never touched a, a, a anything cool in his entire life. <laughs> uh, Hot Rod apparently got that nickname because he would uh, make engine noises when he was scooting around as a baby. Mm-hmm. One of those disappointing names like Scoot Henderson, where you're like, oh, it's it's a baby it's from when you were a month old. Yeah. This okay, fine. <laughs> Um, okay, Joey, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm wondering if you have a guess on this one. Cedric Sabalos. Okay, Cedric Sabalos definitely smokes a lot of weed, but I don't think. I think you'd know that at this point in acquiring him, you would know that and not trade him for that reason. There are many reasons to trade Cedric Sabalos, <laughs> and uh, the weed smoking I think is low on the list. Yeah, jet skiing is more the reason, or yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, Eric Murdoch. I literally have no memory of this player. Yeah, Yeah, um, let's let's give him a no. Let's give him the yeah no yeah Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, now this guy, this guy, I think is Syracuse's own John Wallace. Mm -hmm. Here's why: Uh, he was on the set of He Got Game, and I think generally. You know, if you're if you're a member of Jesus Jesus Shuttlesworth team, you might be smoking a lot of weed. I'm just saying. I want to say the Knicks <laughs> traded him within a year of picking him in the first round, but they also seemed like the late '90s Knicks would just sort of arbitrarily move mm. players around too. That's not a bad indicator, though, right? Like guys who have been moved very quickly after yeah. being drafted yeah. by previous teams. It, it's at least a flag. I don't know if it's yeah. a full red flag, but yeah. you know, a, a shade of orange. Okay, uh, Dana Barros. I don't no. think so. I don't think so either. He's he's like a little too old. I think maybe. Yeah. Also, I feel like Dana Barros uh, is like known for effort. <laughs> well, that he, does. I don't think that matters though uh you know matt barnes was known for effort uh yeah i guess yeah like uh (laughs) well played well played uh courtney alexander i i I would find it hard to believe same the only the only argue oh go ahead sorry i will say courtney alexander and dana barros's names being back to back is like are these uh like the mean popular girls I went to high school with. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is Hubert Davis. Mm-mm. Strikes me as very straight edge. To yeah, be yeah, I think yeah. so too. He I, he hangs out with Michael Jordan. You know. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe not that straight edge. But <laughs> <I'm not laughs> straight edge. <laughs> um. Now Christian Leitner. Now this one's great because I'm. There's a, only a few players that have been traded by a father and a son, and that is true. <laughs> That's touching. Christian Leitner. Um, um, now, weirdly, Christian Leitner was uh, kind of like a like a a, a troubled teen. Uh, he well, he's he also a troubled, troubled adult. Um, yeah, uh, that's he, true. He, he, oh, he right, I forgot. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so that being said, I could, I, he seems more like a guy that would be trying to use the early 2000s version of the limitless pill. And that would, <laughs> you know, like he's a little too intense. I honestly think weed is a little too soft for Christian Leitner. <laughs> mm. Um, I would not be surprised if. Christian Leitner was on some like straight up basketball diaries. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, uh, this one I feel like is maybe a slam dunk. Eton Thomas. Oh wait, hold on. Two thousand four, suspended several games for using marijuana. Leitner. Yeah. Oh well. The plot thickens. Yeah, <laughs> I think I. You know what? I'm gonna say yes. Okay, so I'll say Dawn with one N, no. Dawn with two Ns, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, Eton Thomas. Did you say Eton Thomas? Um, I did. Feels like a given that he does smoke weed and has yeah, weed. Yeah, I mean, he does He does slam poetry. Uh, I was about to say, if you are an NBA player <laughs> slash poet, uh-huh, the odds yeah. are good. He also had, like... Uh, um, I would say I would describe his politics as being um, uh, like rage against the machine adjacent at the mm. time. Um, so I well, would say yes. I'm <laughs> he, could have, the... he could have been at the Cypress Hill show. That yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at the big three draft and he was uh, extremely nice, but yeah. uh it did not seem like he had been like working out for basketball. He seemed like he'd been having a great time in Vegas. Yeah, he rules. Uh, Love you. That's the way to do it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I will say, like, for whatever um you may associate with the idea of smoking so much that the Dallas Mavericks might trade you, I don't think it's even necessarily a personality indictment, no. right? No, no. no. These are Absolutely. guys who are making who are making choices. You could be a perfectly sweet human being who just happens to smoke way too much weed. And mm-hmm. in Mark Cuban's explanation, it was almost like he was more worried about setting an example for other players, even more so than you smoke so much you can't even play well, which yeah. I thought was mm-hmm. Which, you know, I got to say, uh, if he's so worried about setting examples for people, maybe he should have fired some people who worked for the Dallas Mavericks earlier. But that's just me. <laughs> Um, uh, also, I want to say right off the top, some of uh, the best people I know smoke way too much weed. All right. Mm. Um. And again, these are all alleged speculations. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wild hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Loy Vaught. That is a person I do not remember existing. Gotta say. Great name, though. Uh, uh, he you. was on the 89 Michigan championship team. Okay. Long time, weirdly, uh, weirdly high on the Los Angeles Clippers all time leaderboards as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that seems are, like a fun list. Here, here's a name. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not quite as fun as the Timberwolves, but it's very fun. It's unfortunate that they had players for longer than four years recently <laughs> because it was a real treasure trove of like, oh, is Steve Novak the all-time three-point leader or <laughs> is it still Corey Maggette? We don't know. Um, um, all right. Uh, Howard Isley. I think no. I, yeah, think, I think no, but I will say the last name Isley is a red flag to me. Uh, really? That's. Yeah, like, you don't think the Isley brothers smoke a shit ton of weed? 
He spent too much time in Utah, though. Yeah, they, I know. He, I had know. A, he went to conversion true. therapy yeah. after that. Too. <laughs> I'm just saying he's the only Isley that doesn't smoke a ton of weed. Um, all right. Uh, Donnell Harvey. I also not sure I know who Donnell Harvey is. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I, but it, it. I will say it's a weed smoking name. I will. Well, say that. and. <laughs> The the only thing I'll say in his favor, and again, I don't know very much about him. He did attend the University of Florida, so. <laughs> but he was he was also uh, almost immediately traded after the New York Knicks took him in the first round. That's All right, I'm. here is a name, mm. Jawan Howard. I think no. I think no too, but it's. But I could be talked into it. I same. <laughs> well, I I think, I think my default is no. Yeah, he was teammates with Chris Weber in Washington, where Chris Weber definitely smoked a lot of weed. Um, but I mean, he got arrested for marijuana possession a couple times. Again, don't really think it should have been a crime, but just uh, that's a data point. But yeah, I think it's no as well. Uh, I'll tell you, this is a guy who definitely was not smoking too much weed because this man is too aggressive. And that is Tim Hardaway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, safe, safe to say, rule it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think Tim Hardaway is on that list. Uh, all right, but what about the lankiest man in the world, Evan Eschmeyer? I don't think that was his problem. <laughs> <laughs> With was all it, due respect, was to it Evan the Eschmeyer. Marfan syndrome? <laughs> well, and also, also imagine saying this: "Hey, don't Bogart that joint, Evan." Like, well, it just doesn't really. Mm. I mean, if I were at a Dave Matthews Band concert, that would sound right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. Avery Johnson. Do you think Avery Johnson has ever smoked No, weed? I do not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also think. could see Avery Johnson using the term jazz cigarette. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, here's here's a guy who's definitely smoked weed, though. Popeye Jones. I don't think he smoked too much. Weed, I know. I don't think so either. But he's definitely smoked weed, unlike Avery Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's definitely seen weed before. Uh, he might be. Well, I don't know. Um, right, here is another maybe. big early flag for me. An early guy we need to talk about. Okay. Uh, Nick Van Exel. I mean, I think I, w- I would certainly bet that he has smoked a decent amount of yeah. weed in his day. Too good, though. Too good and too cruel really good, to trade really on good, the grounds. Really cool. There's no way he was traded for that reason. Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. Also, absolutely legendary Maverick stint. I, I just, I, yeah. I can't see it under that context. I mean, um, he was, he he looked like one of the greatest players in the world in the 2003 yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And it um, also seemed like such a crazy move to trade for him. And then it ended up being uh, like a, like a, 10 years too early almost well and also it was a weird thing where wasn't he like a throw-in didn't they really want Rafe LaFrance in that yeah trade? they had to take <laughs> yeah uh, when you have the chance to trade for Rafe LaFrance you gotta do it yeah. uh speaking of Rafe LaFrance <laughs> I think no I also think no Kansas, it's just the wrong time. Like right yeah. now, Rafe yes. LaFrance would have like a, a CBD endorsement deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I don't think Denver was quite the same as it is now in like 2003, you know. All right. Uh, Chris Mills. 
A, a player Sean and I are very familiar with. Um, this could be a yes. Yeah. But also, I again, this is uh, based on based on Chris Mills' behavior. Normally, I would guess. Uh, he's he's very aggressive. Let's just say that. Well, there was a game where he got into a fight with Rasheed Wallace and followed allegedly uh, followed the Blazers. Team it wasn't allegedly. Didn't airport. he get arrested? He didn't. Well, I'm. <laughs> I just don't want to get sued by yeah. by the Mills Corp. Because uh, uh, while while he had a gun on him, he drove his car and followed the Portland Trailblazers team bus to the Oakland airport geez. to continue fighting them. Um, yeah, which they, does well, not read weed to me, but no. uh, <laughs> he had a it reads angel dust. Um, <laughs> his situation was so weird because. Um, Rick Pitino signed him to a seven-year contract right after he took over uh, the Celtics mm -hmm. and then traded him, I think, maybe before the season began, yeah. which is bizarre. And then the Warriors got him in the Latrell Sprewell trade, and he still had, like, five years left mm -hmm. on his contract. It was it was a different time. Not a fun guy to watch play basketball, <laughs> either, I should say, right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, an all-time name... Don't remember anything about this man, though. Vasilis Spanulis. <laughs> no way. Classic. I, that I is a classic Don so. Nelson, Don, Donnie Nelson, uh, taking a, taking a swing on a Euro name, though. I will say that. Um, he's too Greek, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> too Greek to be jettisoned for this reason. Stunningly right. Greek. Uh, he was very bald, but had, like, the absolute uh, peninsula in the middle of his head. Uh, never shaved it. Big beard. Mm -hmm. All right. Super uh, Greek. Fun guy. <laughs> I'll tell you, this guy is a hard no for me. Yeah. Anton Jameson. I don't know if he's ever smoked weed. I'm going to be honest. He He's um, a joy to have in class, Anton yeah, Jameson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't see it for him. <laughs> but yeah, this... he was like the proto Harrison Barnes, honestly. Mm. Uh, but this next guy, I think definitely is a yes, and that is Danny Fortson. My only question is, I think Danny Fortson is the quickest I've ever seen a player foul out of a game, <laughs> and it was within, like, literal minutes of playing time. Uh -huh. It's like, foul after foul after foul. It's like, again, it, are we talking about the right substance? You know, yeah. something with, or, or maybe he's one of these guys who's so wound up and mm -hmm. so, like, an, such an aggressive player. You know, you gotta come down somehow, and maybe, you know, some uh, some herbal assist is required for something like that. I Sean. will say, I will say that, uh, <laughs> He was on a legendary th – this era of the University of Cincinnati featured uh, Kenyon Martin, uh, Nick Van Exel, and uh, it also had a, a guy named Art Long mm -hmm. who uh, eventually got – was a marijuana and ecstasy dealer – and also got arrested for punching a police horse. Yes. Uh, and his what? defense, yeah. This is. Danny Fortson was there. Danny but he Fortson did not was hit there the and testified in this court case. <laughs> and Art so Danny Long, Fortson watched this guy punch a police yeah, but horse. Wait till you hear his defense, which was I was trying to pet it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not doing the whole podcast about this guy? Yeah, this is. 
we might we might have to just do a Danny Fortson special. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved Danny Fortson. Another uh, former warrior who I did not love as much, Tony Delk. <laughs> did Tony Delk smoke too much weed? I I think here's one thing I'm thinking about the guys who were perfectly okay medium to long term NBA players who every so often will have like monster 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 games for no in, no mm-hmm. explicable reason and I'm wondering the rest of the time were they just kind of stoned out of their mind and or, then that was one day, yeah I mean look the opposite or is it the fun. opposite they where they hit that right they they hit the right level of mellow. <laughs> Maybe that was it. But Where so, they weren't I, you know, I so jacked up. Yeah. Tony Delk is that kind of guy for me. And uh-huh. so I'm, I'm thinking he's in the yellow range of, of possibility. Uh, this guy, this next guy to me is an obvious green. Uh, green as in go trade him because he smokes too much <laughs> weed. His name is Antoine Walker. <laughs> uh. Very possible. <laughs> Look, sad, sad story and life trajectory. Like, I don't want to bag on the guy too much, love, but I love Antoine Walker. Um, things but, uh, good friends with Paul Pierce, which is yeah. also a data point. So. Uh, also on that heat team that, uh, the, the me, champions, yeah, the champ, that championship heat yeah. team is one of the all time weed smoking championship teams. I would say, uh, just their role players are all guys mm-hmm. who I'm like, that guy smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> uh, anyone who currently uh, plays in the big three a lot, also, that's a weed smoking league. <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> I mean, yes, I so I'm going to tell this story real quickly. Um, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but uh, the one time I hung out with Jeff Perlman was covering the big three draft at the Fox sport one studios. And um, we were just in this media room and there was not a lot of media there for some reason, um, yeah, but there like were Sean snacks and there. Jeff Perlman. Me and Jeff Perlman and a, a stringer from black sports online. Uh-huh. It was not Robert Latal. It was somebody else. And uh, occasionally players would come in there because uh, there were sandwiches basically and uh, Terrence Williams was hanging out there once, the former first round pick, uh, and got incredibly mad when uh, Jermaine O'Neal had drafted Bonzi Wells, who at the time I think was 300 pounds and the previous year had medically retired from the big three. Mm-hmm. And he got so mad and was throwing stuff around and saying, these guys just want to draft everybody they used to smoke with and then stormed <laughs> out of the Fox studios and now went on that was his joker moment he went on to uh start a elaborate uh medical medical fraud medical fraud (laughs) and uh basically got sent to prison for witness intimidation more Uh than anything else so that Um, was the moment it's your this is on you jermaine o'neill and ice cube i'm gonna throw out four names here right away that i think we can just cross off the list to get out us out of the don nelson era Okay. Eduardo Naharan, no. Dan Dickow, no. Calvin Booth, no. Alan Henderson, no. Right? Get yeah. them all out of here. Yeah. All right. We're down to the. Our, we're back first to the trade, our first trade of the Donnie era <laughs> is a definite yes to me. Uh, and that is Marquise Daniels. 
I, I first want to say in my time growing up as a Mavericks fan, mm-hmm. Marquise Daniels was my all-time favorite Maverick. Yeah. And I, I think it was loved for, him. I think I thought it he was, was for exactly this reason. Like mm-hmm. he just had a uh, a mellowness to his game that I really appreciated. And mm-hmm. look, there's there's no two ways about it. That guy was definitely smoking weed. Well, as a um as a Don Nelson senior super fan, a man who uh he for years was the only person basketball related that ever brought any joy to my life um marquise daniels is the classic type of guy that don nelson gets a lot out of and those guys always smoke a lot of weed whether it's latrell spreewell or matt barnes or kalena azabuki (laughs) all of those guys are Lower drafted or undrafted people who smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> we all have a type, ultimately, yeah. you know. And Don, yeah, and Don, Don Don's has. type is an undrafted man who is six seven who smokes a lot of weed and has dreadlocks. Yeah, um, yeah and will play center. And when Don's like, "Hey, I had this crazy idea. Uh, I was drinking at this Alameda pub," and <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna say. This next guy is also a possible yes for me, and that is Daryl Armstrong. You think so? Here's why. I think I know <laughs> why. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories, Mavericks-related <laughs> stories, is uh, one time when the Washington football team beat the Dallas Cowboys uh, right before a game. Daryl Armstrong, who I guess was a huge Washington football team fan, grabbed the PA mic and started saying, hey, how about those Cowboys today? As the entire arena booed their own player. (laughs) That's tough. And that to me is like, that's some, uh, you gotta be pretty chill to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe just out of the building, you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe he just walked in. He didn't realize exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've always associated Daryl Armstrong more with, like, drinking eight cups of coffee mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. And also, do, being... and also doing a layup in the dunk contest. Also that. <laughs> Needless to say. I think he's one of the oldest guys ever to win Most Improved Player, too. Which is normally like, yeah, this, this lottery pick sure got good his third year. And Daryl Armstrong is like, well, this guy really improved. He was... Yeah, he, just, he was at a CBA tryout three years ago. Yeah. He feels like a guy to me that might have to smoke a lot of weed to go to sleep after the game. Cause he's oh, yeah, I don't I don't up. think he's I don't think he's getting traded. For no, no, but he that's I not, do think yeah. he smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> that's not a cultural issue. That's just a little wind down um, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Rawl I don't remember Rawl Pal. Do you remember Rawl Rawl Pal? I think it's Raleigh. Raleigh well, Pal? Well, so to not to not to go fact checking here, but I think it's Raul Marshall. Yeah, Is it Raul that Marshall? makes sense. Yeah, because why would there be two pals? Oh, it's Raul Marshall. Traded. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's on me. Yes. Well, I mean, look, came and went very quickly, but short answer, I think, is a no. I he also played think forever too, so I think it's a no. I mean, he played forever internationally. Yeah, but, other uh, other places who are you know. Um, Not in the United States. This next guy, I think, is a yes, mainly because I think every player on the We Believe Warriors smoked um, so much weed that they got traded by every team. It's Josh Powell. (laughs) I could see see this one, potentially. Here's a question. Yeah, do you see 
what kind of player you are as translating to whether or not you smoke weed or not. Like for, for some reason in my head, if you're a stretch big, mm-hmm. there's like that, a good chance yeah. you were smoking weed. But maybe that's just me projecting Al Harrington onto that's this. Right. <laughs> so I, I honestly don't know. Um, I do think, no, but I do think there's a vibe to certain players like Steven Jackson. Perfect example, right? You wouldn't think of him as a smokes too much weed guy based on his game. But then you see the way he moves around the court and you're like, oh, that guy actually does smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> well, and and Indiana choosing to include him with Steven Jackson and Al Harrington in a trade to the Warriors, mm-hmm. like maybe it's just by association, but yeah. I mean, again, to me, the litmus test is if you played well under Don Nelson, you probably smoked too much mm-hmm. weed. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, Anthony Johnson is a big no for me. Nope. No. Um, Greg Buckner, also a big no for me. No yeah. way. Maurice if, if oh, go ahead. If you're a defensive specialist, I feel like you got to have a very specific personality mm-hmm. type to get real consideration here today. So Greg mm-hmm. Buckner is a, a hard no. Um, Maurice Ager. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm kind of going yes on this one, but I am. <laughs> This is where we, you know, this is the uh, the Mavs checkered draft history mm-hmm. is intersecting with this conversation because it's like, did the guys they draft were they just legitimately not NBA players mm-hmm. and washed out very quickly, or were they indexing for something that was not? Does this guy smoke too much weed? And then got caught off guard when that guy smoked too much weed because yeah. Mo Eger, they, look, there were high hopes that he was going to come in and be a difference maker for the Mavs, especially as like someone who could actually guard. I believe this is a Dwayne Wade era response. To getting torched in the 06 oh yeah i think yeah. i think that's totally right uh so the, yeah the question is was mo ager an nba player or was he not an nba talent and where does the weed factor into that conversation mm-hmm. i don't know um to saw get his job no right no i don't think so traded uh traded twice that's all yeah. i want to say he also he also went in terms like at these guys who lose a bunch of weight and then hit their stride in their NBA career. I kind of think it's more likely he was smoking a lot of weed and got off of it and got, you know, yeah. really got his life in order and really yeah. hit really hit his peak with the map. So I don't think that was his problem there. The other Diop factor is he's he goes to he gets traded for Jason Kidd and the Mavs re-sign him that summer. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like Yeah, I same reason I would say Devin Harris because they've traded for him twice. I would not have been surprised if someone told me Devin Harris smoked like a lot of weed. Um, but I don't think he's getting traded for it. Also, he was my- also, he was also, I remember a feature about him in college where he was kind of a dork and he just had all these like platonic female friends. It was very, yeah, he had a lot of female roommates. I definitely remember and the, that uh, being and- a story. <laughs> There's a part in the story where he tries to be funny and gives a fake name at Starbucks and then forgets his fake name. Mm-hmm. And eventually the barista has to walk it over to him and say, like, uh, is this your drink, Mikhail? And his <laughs> female friends are like, you are an idiot. <laughs> this is a great feature. I got to find this. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's, it's right. It's either right after the Mavs draft or right before. But, uh, but uh, definitely, definitely not. I would say he's a little too buttoned up to yeah. be in consideration mm-hmm. here. Trenton Hassel is a maybe, but I don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, probably not. Uh, Keith Van Horn. 
I don't think got traded for weed, but I do think the reason he forgot to put his papers in to uh, officially retire so then he could get traded again was because of weed. Um, if that makes sense, does everyone? Yeah, I think I, I think he. I, I would. I think I'm with you there. Uh, yeah. Keith Van Horn got traded. If I remember, three years after he'd retired because he hadn't put in his retirement paperwork. Uh, Eddie Jones. I don't even remember him being a Dallas Maverick. <laughs> Gonna be honest. So here's the thing. Uh, Ty Lue was recently on a podcast where he told a story about Eddie Jones and how when Ty Lue came to the Lakers. Eddie Jones took all the young Lakers under his wing and showed them how to go out and have a great time. Mm-hmm. So clearly he was out. He was out there. You yeah. know, he's, he's out enjoying himself in the world. I think Ty Lue's story involved them going out like 27 consecutive nights in a row, which is aggressive. <laughs> to which I would say, again, this is not the reason he got, mo- he was moved, but clearly enjoying the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that might just be being an NBA player in Los Angeles. Yeah. Could be. Po- um, by the way, just circling back on Keith Van Horn, uh, he did not retire after the 2006 season. Uh, he had not played for Dallas or anyone since 2005. He was traded in early 2008 in the Jason Kidd trade. Mm-hmm. And His to rights, make the money yeah. work, they signed him to a four and a half million dollar contract. Yeah. <laughs> So he got he a free four really and a half won. million he dollars. Won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Later, I think they closed that loophole, but Aaron McKee yeah. also really cashed in on one of those mm-hmm. trades, and I can't remember which All one. Right. Here's shout g- out to Keith Van Horn and yeah. like the addition to his house or the boat or the, <laughs> yeah. the lake home he bought <laughs> yeah. as a result of that whole situation. You know he just bought $4 million worth of high socks. Come on. <laughs> That's, um, <laughs> uh, all right, this guy to me... Another former Laker is a yes. I think Devin George for sure smoked too much weed to be on the Dallas Mavericks. Is that because the Warriors eventually acquired him? Yes. Mm. Yes, it is. <laughs> but he What's just got Warrior traded. Really is a good litmus test. Yeah. I, he got traded a lot for and also was like just kind of fine. And I feel like that is sort of a uh a good indicator here is like, he's good enough to stick in the NBA, but he does something so annoying. You trade him. Mm. Uh, and that could be too much weed smoking. I will say Keith, Keith Van Horn, uh, what he did with some of that money is he founded a school for kids with special needs. All right, Sean, you Amazing. have to stop returning to Keith Van Horn. No, I'm just saying he also he also founded a fly fishing club. I just Credit don't want to get eight names deep, and then you're like another thing about Keith Van Horn. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm looking for more, Joey. <laughs> um, anyone else's take on Devin George here? I mean, I'm in the maybe camp, so yeah. I, again, I could be persuaded. He wasn't. Was he a Harlem Globetrotter at one point? Was he? Am I thinking of somebody else, Joey? Uh, you might be thinking not... of Devar, uh, Jamario Moon. Yes. Um... Devin George <laughs> does not have a very Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> game, I have to say. But maybe he was. That was him being put uh, in the box. Maybe he was he, you're waiting right. to spread his wings. Nope. You're right. Uh, he was a Globetrotter briefly. Uh, before he came to the NBA. Wow. He, like, 
out of college, he was a globetrotter for a year for some reason. If you, if you play for the Washington Generals, do they loop you in and say you're like part of the Globetrotter family? Or yeah, you're in the Globetrotter extended the universe. Yeah. Because I could see him being a general. Yeah. He was a Globetrotter from 1998 to 1999. Okay. Um, weird. Very strange. Uh, uh, Antoine Wright! Don't remember. I have him, no idea. <laughs> I could kind of see it for him. Again, another kind of like defense first guy, which makes me skeptical, but there's something about him that ha- has me a little on the fence. But I, I, I can't say strongly one way or another, so I think we get the benefit of the doubt. He just got traded because he wasn't good enough for what the Mavericks needed him to be. Yeah, and they just they just wanted to get anyone named Antoine or Wright for a long time, so oh, yeah. he was, was just lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Uh, Devin this- George was a, a Globetrotter for three games, <laughs> The summer after his senior year in college. Okay. Um, I would say this next guy, I could really go either way. And that is Jerry Stackhouse. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be enough to get him traded. so much, too. Like, very, like, very aggressive weight in the hallway yeah. for you after a yeah. game kind of player. Um, um, also, yeah, I believe- it's... Maybe the most storied fighting history of like any recent NBA player, yeah. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're they're literally just trying to get Sean Marion in this deal. Yeah. He's I don't I don't think it's the reason. Um, all right. Uh married to a Kardashian, Chris Humphreys. Did he smoke too much weed, guys? I could be convinced either way. Yes, yes, <laughs> but it's not really why he got traded. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's it. <laughs> Um, this next guy definitely smoked too much weed, but I, again, don't think this is why he got traded. It's Sean with an E, Williams. Yeah. Uh, there were, there was a lot going on with Sean with an E, Williams, if I remember correctly, unless I'm confusing him with another Sean Williams. <laughs> this was definitely the era of Sean Williams is. I think there yeah, were three, three concurrently. Yeah. In the <laughs> I'm gonna say maybe, maybe on Sean with an E Williams. Uh, I mean, he was. Oh, he's been arrested for drugs several times. Um, I would say. Well, and um, it's it's a weird trade because Humphreys and Williams get traded for Eduardo Nahara, who at this mm-hmm. point is uh, 34 years old. Yeah, so it's maybe it's uh, a little bit of an addition by subtraction move. All right. Um, uh, we're getting into some names here where I'm like, I could go either way. Drew Gooden. He did have that haircut. Did have the ha- uh, he had a variety of haircuts. But that the, the, there's a specific one where it's like this is like a uh, a string cheese incident haircut where yeah. he has the square on the back of the on head. the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think that a different guy in this same deal is traded for smoking too much weed, and Drew Gooden is not. Um, okay. Uh, Josh Howard, I think, is... Yes. That's what I'm talking about, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally on the record for saying he smoked weed, I think during a playoff series, yeah. if I remember correctly. I think that's right. Shortly after, and then it was a... It was a oh, man, just how different the NBA was yeah. then, that it became a yeah. huge... I think like a national story NBA player admits to smoking weed and had to give like this huge public apology... Mm-hmm. So I have to say, look, Dwight, or Josh Howard, 
had like relatively minor controversies during his time at the mm-hmm. Mavericks, but made a lot of great points about our yeah. national anthem, uh-huh. about smoking weed. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, I have to say he was on to a lot of things. I think he forgot how many that they didn't have any timeouts in a finals game once. Mm. Hmm. And weirdly, it led to Dwayne Wade shooting free throws, which was very rare for that final yeah. series. I have no memory of any of those kinds uh, of things. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to knock three out here as definite no's right away. Quentin Ross, James Singleton, Matt Carroll are all no's to me. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, now, this next guy. Former I Golden t- State Warrior. Yeah. Um, Eric Dampier. Mm-hmm. I I think it's a no but only because they were trying to trade Eric Dampier for so long and could not trade him. <laughs> well, and they, they get Tyson Chandler in this they deal, do. too. Yeah. And the fact that, that the Miami Heat took Dampier and mm-hmm. clearly we're going to be putting him on a restrictive weight loss diet and Pat Riley's fetish shirtless photo collection, uh, I think I think he's a no. I think he's probably a no, but look, that Heat team was desperate. They were like yeah. any any big with a pulse. They were trying to get in the door to see if they could play. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they, you know, him being part of that particular conveyor belt, I don't know if it uh, excuses him or not. I again underperforming big, like very talented player who was always like mm. a little too chill for his own good. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time with the Warriors. Uh, I will say, did once said one of the funnier post game quotes I've ever heard which was uh, he had a really good game. It was that year he was almost an all-star. It's the year it's his contract year with the Warriors that gets the Mavericks to sign him to too large of a contract. Mm-hmm. But he only plays like 25 minutes in a game. And uh, Eric Musselman was the coach, and they ask him why. And he said, I don't know. You'll have to ask Coach Musclehead over there. Old <laughs> Musclehead. You, you'll have to talk to Old Musclehead while I'm not, while I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> calling eric musselman who i will say like respectfully looks like a like a wharton graduate or something yeah. <laughs> eric musselman yeah he looks like uh, us uh, he has the body of us um all right <laughs> um all right uh alexis ajinka i'm gonna say no although no. uh Bobcats are another team. I'm like, if you spend a lot of time on the Bobcats, you might have smoked too much weed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he was actually on the Bobcats very long. No. Yeah. Um, Tyson is, that a cultural, is that a cultural thing or like a coping mechanism being Both. a part of some? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, all right. What about Tyson Chandler? Not nah. traded for it, but definitely smoked a lot of weed. Here's another guy who I think smoked a lot of weed. This guy is breaks our defensive guy role, rule, I think. But I think this guy smoked a lot of weed, and that's Corey Brewer. Just has a real weed. The University of Florida, for me, is yeah. like... Proximity uh, you, to you were, Team Noah. Exactly. Know? That's like... Yeah. Like, even if he... It probably took him a couple of years after college to even work the THC out of his system also, after being on the court with Joachim Noah that Another long. red flag to me is a guy it's like the Tony Delk rule, right? Where it's like randomly a guy scores 50 points yeah. um, and Corey Brewer definitely did that. Uh, well, and I mean one of the greatest, I would say um, 
I'm speculating here, but one of the great uh, maybe this team got high at halftime moments was uh, that game six where the Rockets came back uh-huh. uh, with so much confidence on the Chris Paul Clippers. And Josh Smith was just like, I'm really feeling it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make seven threes in the fourth quarter. <laughs> the thing with Corey Brewer, again, he's so energetic mm-hmm. that could he possibly have been smoking so much that you would want to kick him off the team? I don't know. Like, again, the energy level mm-hmm. is disparate from what he I understand. He has such sleepy face, though. You know what I <laughs> Does mean? He? But he's so smiley. But, but not, not, like not weed smiley, like yeah, Ernest yeah. smiley. I don't know. I, I I like that we disagree on this one, though. Um, Kalena Azabuki, no. I mean, I he smokes so. weed, but no. Also, he um, got traded because he... He he ruined his knee two years earlier. Yeah, you know it's not. Um, yes, poor guy. Kalen Osbuki was going to make a lot of money in the NBA, I think, before his knee exploded. Oh. Um, from dunking so hard. Yeah, his knee exploded from dunking so hard on Chris Kamen. All right, um, Sean Foster with an A, who is a name I remember, but I cannot remember any a single thing about him. But because his name was Shan Foster. I do remember it's a uh, it's like is that cat power? No. Um all right. <laughs> uh I'm going to say no though. No. Uh this is a this is a sad one. Lamar Odom, did they trade him for smoking too much weed? I don't think it was weed. I don't think it was weed either. Um uh Jan Mahimni was he traded for smoking too much weed? Uh, there is an incredible YouTube video. I believe it, it seems like it must have been made by one of Jan Mahimi's friends who's like <laughs> trying to get into film school or something. That's just like a bunch of stylish shots of Jan Mahimi <laughs> hanging around. I believe like a Dallas hotel and various like up by the pool with some woman. Him like you know coming coming into a locker room shirtless. We need to get this in front of the people. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite pieces of NBA content. But again, one of these guys who's just like too earnest, too mm-hmm. like workaday NBA player to be, you know, risking it all, smoking that much weed. I don't mm-hmm. see it for for our guy Jan. All right, uh, Dante Jones. Maybe I. I think it's a yes. I I also think it's a yes. <laughs> uh, weird. It's it's similar to the Nelly thing. I do think guys who played well under George Carl for only one <laughs> year are a yes. Um, but anyone who played well for George Carl for more than one year is a no on this. Are, because, is there a long list of players who in, enjoyed playing for George Carl for more than one year? Deshaun <laughs> well, <laughs> Leonard, um, one of according to George's, uh, according to Furious George, uh, Gary Payton was one of his best friends. Yeah, wow. it's true. Um, <laughs> um, who else? Who else is in that? Well, it's mainly Vashon Leonard for me. Yeah, yeah Vashon Leonard. Yeah. Um, oh, am I saying it wrong? Sorry. You are, but I like the way you're saying it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess he probably is not from, like, Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared Cunningham, to me, is also a, like, no, but I could see him smoking weed. Um, Jose Calderon, obviously no. No. Mm-hmm. This guy, to me, is a hard yes, and that is Samuel <laughs> Dallenberry. 
could totally see it. Totally yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, it's like one of those guys where it's like so streaky, but doesn't try hard all the time. Only wants to block shots and take like jumpers. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. Uh, Wayne Ellington. Is an no interesting ch- option, no. but I think no. No chance. Yeah. No way. <laughs> uh, Shane Larkin is a no. Barry mm-hmm. Larkin would be a yes. Uh, Dewan <laughs> Blair is an obvious no to me. Huge no. Why is it an obvious no? Uh, it's, again, an effort thing. Yeah. Uh, he, like, plus, I think... He had to maximize his money with no ACLs, you know? His contra- sure. his career yeah. could end at any moment. Um, but I, I do wonder, that, like, the guys who came into the league with already a history of major injuries, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe there's some coping that's been going on for a long time. And it's just yeah. a true. habit for them, you know? Not, again, not to say it's the case with Dewan or not, but this is what I think about with these mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, I'm not saying it's why, but I think he does. Uh, fair By the way, everybody should listen to uh, the the Wayne Ellington episode of Crossover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, Shane Larkin, no. Dwan Blair, no. Jay Crowder is a yes to me. I actually, uh, think. I think not. Then I think maybe I think now yes, but I don't think. See, I, don't I think. think it's the opposite. I think then it was yes. He was so young and so like good but they traded him for Rajon Rondo like there's a reason you're getting rid of that young cheap guy to me yeah, um, it's to get Rajon Rondo baby yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. one of the most controversial trades in Mavericks history uh I think the opinion on Jay Crowder is pretty different then to be fair he was promising yeah. he was young some people were very into the Rondo idea, despite the fact that I think at the time that trade was made, the Mavs had the most efficient offense in NBA history. Uh, maybe not what they should have done, but yeah. I think Jay Crowder has many reasons to be traded and cut from teams and let go. And they are usually not related to smoking weed, but more so just like kind of a tough hang in a locker room, I think. So. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I think there's a lot of like Marquette hustle culture to him too. And I would say no, for, you know, Anyway, yeah, I think I I do think though that Jimmy Butler is maybe painting Marquette in a different light to you there, but sure. <laughs> um, let's go with uh, all right, Jameer Nelson. No way. Yeah. No. You know, you know who I think might be a yes here though is uh our man Sleepy Brandon Wright. Um, just a chill dude. <laughs> Who's hurt all the time. <laughs> he is a chill dude. Yeah. I think he's also in the Rondo trade. <laughs> Was he? Um, I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> coming, yeah. Coming or going. I don't, I don't remember. Him be, I don't know if he was in that one or not, but okay. had a nice little stay with the Mavs, but yeah, has been hurt very often. And again, this, this range of either bigs who are like kind of soft or bigs who like want to shoot. Again, this is the lifestyle that I embrace. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but mm-hmm. it, it does right, right. It can be a kind of an indicator. <laughs> Look, I'll just tell you, as a I'm talking about the Warriors here a lot because they have there's a lot of weird crossover between these two teams. Uh Wright is in the Rondo yeah. trade, by the way. Okay. But uh the the Brandon the dream of the Brandon Wright 
uh, Anthony Randolph front court of the mm. future of the NBA will never leave my head. Um, all right. Jeremy Chris Evans. Mullen was obsessed with left-handed big men. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he was left-handed and he's like, it's all, it's all to yeah. block this. Who were, who were 60 pounds too light. Um, all right. Jeremy <laughs> Evans. He's a painter. He is a painter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he came up with that uh, that that the, the, painting one of the idea, dunk ideas, yeah. and that is it has the creativity for some weed smoking. But the sure. thing is, I think it is a pure salary dump because I I I think it's just so they can afford to add Bogut and Barnes mm-hmm. because he gets traded for a guy named Stanko Barach. <laughs> Who was like thirty? Never played in the NBA. Uh-huh. If you're if you're wondering, Stanko did not make it. I don't really understand any of these trades. Uh, <laughs> and the other guy that's in it is Amir Prezdilich. So Prezdilich. So I'm gonna say no. The thing about Jeremy Evans, so I agree, the creativity suggests, and certainly the artistic lifestyle lends mm-hmm. itself to certain substances. His painting style. And I say this with great respect because it's not. I I certainly could not paint as well as Jeremy Evans does. It's more like the guy on the boardwalk who will paint a picture of of you and your friends. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is one of the great impressionists who was definitely stoned out of his mind. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna actually say no. I think he's mm-hmm. a straight edge painter. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like he's like the opposite of Larry Sanders. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> in fact. In fact, entirely, he is the opposite of Larry Sanders. All right, Justin Anderson is a no to me. Um, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrew Bogut is the hardest no on this list. Uh, that man. Um, I mean, I, I I wouldn't even necessarily think he drinks American beer. I mean, I just think uh, there's maybe some uh some racist cultural things he would say about smoking weed that are unsettling and troubling uh deandre liggins i have to say i have no thought as to whether deandre liggins smoked too much weed so i'm gonna say no (laughs) um yeah and he just they just dumped him and i mean it's like Mm -hmm. It's, it seems like a cash move, as with the next man, uh, Jared Uthoff. Jared Uthoff, yeah. Uthoff? Okay. I, I think so. Uh, summer in League fact, legend. I'm get these Summer League guys out of here real quick. Uh, also, AJ Hammonds and Jonathan Motley. There's, I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, but yeah. here's somebody we can talk about here, and that's DeAndre Jordan. Does DeAndre Jordan smoked so much weed you have to trade him if you're Mark Cuban? If I mean, you know, Kevin Durant talks pretty openly about smoking a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly would never smoke so much that you would want to trade a player of Kevin Durant's caliber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving brought along their best bud, DeAndre Jordan, to the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. yeah, those guys got to be smoking together. Yeah. I think that, I think 100%, that is an assumption yeah. we can make. Mm-hmm. What well, and that to get him traded, though I don't know. Well, I would say that um, one other data point is that if you've been a regular pot smoker, you know that sometimes you feel like you've gotten trapped in your house, <laughs> and that's why I think that maybe it was not that difficult to get the Clippers to uh, keep <laughs> him inside if if 
Blake Griffin had brought over like a joint. I'm going to say yes, actually, because in the Cuban quote, he specifically starts talking about veterans tainting young players with their weed smoking. That is certainly his framing is about like an an older player. And this is like around the time he would be worried about that, right? Is when he brings in DeAndre Jordan and he's like a terrible influence on Dennis Smith or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joey, uh, that's interesting that you say that because one of the next players. Yeah, we have Wes Matthews, which I think is a no. 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 That's that that Marquette hustle coming back again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But Dennis Smith Jr. I think could be a yes. Definitely not in the culture setting capacity, right? Because no, as you said, yeah. he, he was he's still such a young he's still such a young player even now, even yeah. even after having kind of bounced around for a couple seasons. I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible too. Seth Curry is a definite no. I don't think no. any Curry has ever smoked weed, including Dell. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin Jackson. No. no, I have no opinion, but I think no. Basically, Wes- Wesley Awundu. No. 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 Here's a guy I think might be a yes, though. James Johnson. This feels like the kind of veteran Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'd say this is someone who uh, I have talked myself into James Johnson being a great addition to as many as like eight different teams uh-huh. in the mm-hmm. course of his mm-hmm. career. I believe it in my soul. I love the way he plays, even though sometimes it is insane to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could he have possibly, allegedly, hypothetically, smoke so much weed as to get traded? Mm-hmm. sure yeah i could see that i think that's possible yeah he has a lot of like overlap with uh joe rogan i would say you know like like theories mma um i could i could see it um also a lot of the beard choices to me are the giveaway here yeah. oh. i would describe a lot of his beard choices as being uh uh humboldt county-esque um all right um <laughs> Uh, Josh Richardson. No. Chris Tapps, Porzingis, a lot of problems. No. A lot of problems there. Then weed. Weed might help some of Chris Tapps, Porzingis' problems, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Sterling Brown, poor guy. I don't think so. Nope. Uh, Trey Burke, I could see smoking weed, but not too much weed. In moderation um, for trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marquise Chris, I don't think you trade him for smoking weed. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like almost weed adjacent things mm-hmm. that you could. I just feel like his personality is such that, you know, you it wouldn't be the weed. Is um, I do. Ju- while we're talking about this, I just want to get it on the record here. NBA, give Marquise Chris uh, another shot. Uh, he's had some rough luck here, I think. Um, uh, I think he's yeah. actually good now. Oh, well, good enough to be your fourth big. Boban Marjanovic is a no. No. Would love no. to see him smoke weed, though. Oh, my God. Did you see those shirtless pictures of, Bo- of Boban this yeah, week? Yeah, he's ripped. He's he really so ripped. ripped. Just shredded. Um, but yeah, I want to see what a what a, what a little joint looks like in that oh. monster hand. It's like the BFG. Yeah, um, and you know what? You know what, Marquise Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna say absolutely no because the all they were doing was getting roster spots here. Yeah, it's um, not an indictment on any of these guys. No. Yeah. 
Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, is a yes. <laughs> I, I could see it. I could see it. Well, and maybe, you know how you have to balance trade salary-wise? Maybe you also have to do that uh, weed-smoking-wise a little bit because you can't acquire Kyrie Irving without, you know, balancing it a little bit, you know? I mean, have you have you ever heard a more like take a take a long puff in a dorm room idea than turning your NBA contract into like a crypto investment? Yeah, I, that I anyone can buy into. We might have to do this episode at one point, but I think um, Spencer Dinwiddie is number one on my draft. A player most likely to be the first NBA player to go to Burning Man. Um, Someone must have already like there must be NBA players. Well, well I'm I'm positive. Don't we know that Miles um, Plumley went? Yeah, Miles Plumley went. Yeah. went. Yeah, but he <laughs> even before he was an NBA player, he was uh, a unicycle stunt guy. He's yeah. that guy. Yeah, there's like um, you can see videos of like 14 year old Miles Plumley riding a unicycle off a roof. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> It's really telling about in, like intra-family dynamics that I cannot imagine Mason Plumley for the life of me at Burning Man, but yeah. Miles Plumley's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that brother makes total sense yeah. at Burning Man. I could see Mason Marshall Plumley going to like, Burning Man. Marshall oh, was like in the military. He was an army ranger, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I could see Mason going as like an undercover cop <laughs> and not being good at it at all. Um, But Spencer Dinwiddie to me is like, so where that Plumley is like old Burning Man, Spencer Dinwiddie is like new Burning Man, where it's like he helicopters uh, he wants, in, he's he hired a Sherpa. With, like, yeah, yeah, he wants to go with to like do business deals with Larry Page or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and since it's come up, I just want to uh, tell people Sherpa is an ethnicity, not a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, I went to Nepal, guys. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Daily no, Fantasy no. Sports himself. All right. Uh, Davis Bertans. No, might be cigarettes. <laughs> might be traded for smoking too many cigarettes. And then finally, this guy, I think he was too good, like too useful of a player and was not traded for this reason, but I could see him smoking too much weed as Reggie Bullock. Um, I'm gonna say no. He's a no for me. No, but this defense is too good. (laughs) (laughs) And that is our list. You guys, wow, uh, you're gonna get sued. But thank you. No, these are all alleged. These are just hunches. We uh, we are not saying anything at all except for anyone who has spoken on the record about it. Like yes, Josh. I'm also also, frankly. I want to go on the record speaking for myself and our podcast, but not Rob or the (laughs) ringer.com. Wow. Okay. Um, If you smoke a lot of weed, that's cool. We like you more. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you know, it's better than taking painkillers or something, you know? Yeah. It's pretty pretty victimless. I would Uh, say it's from the earth. Yeah. Um, All right. (laughs) Is Al Harrington's company a sponsor of this podcast? Oh, like, I wish. Is this, is this a backdoor ad read? Uh, he, he and Stephen Jackson have both been very kind to us personally, it's but true. not yeah. in any like 
promotional site. Just uh, Stephen Jackson weirdly remembered me at a big three draft from the previous year at the big uh-huh. three draft. And then I revealed that I was wearing an old free Darko Stephen Jackson uh, for mayor shirt. Mm-hmm. And he was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he had knew that shirt existed before then. I don't know. Uh, well, the two the time I met them at the Big Three draft because I tagged along with Sean. Yeah, Wilson. you went to the Vegas one. Yeah. I I've gone to two. <laughs> uh, I got to tell them both that uh, they were traded to the Warriors on my birthday, and it was the greatest birthday present I'd ever gotten because I hated Mike Dunleavy so much, yeah. and they both loved that story. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, I. The reason I ran into Steven Jackson, it was actually the workout before the draft. Um, and the reason I ran into him is that uh, Rick Barry said he'd give me an interview. And then I took a picture of a guy with Rick Barry. And then Rick Barry uh, jogged away because he was able to do a radio spot defending Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And I also have a video of him missing a bunch of underhand free throws in a row. So it was a great day for me. <laughs> That'll be uh, in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's, that's our episode. Um, Rob, is there anything you would like to plug? What could I possibly add to what we've just done? Here? <laughs> I feel like this is a comprehensive document in itself. So no, there's nothing in particular I'd like to plug. I guess go to theringer.com and read all our stuff or listen to our podcast or whatever is interesting to you. But honestly... I think our work here is done. I think we can <laughs> I think all pack so. it up and go home. <laughs> um, and then Sean, uh, no need to play, uh, no need for a song this week, so no. save it for next week, because I'm going to play something to end this episode based on what you brought up. Uh, but is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, let me see what date is the best one. Oh, yeah, play Round, round Book Rock at the San Francisco literary festival on august uh, october 21st at 6 30 at blondie's bar and no grill i'll also be at Cobb's comedy club the second weekend of november oh and i'll be in at the sacramento punchline the first weekend in january with friend of the podcast shang wang um sean uh do you have a guest yet for round book rock you know we're it's still tentative i believe corbin a smith has agreed to come down wow uh but I've 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 banked three books. We we also have uh, we're gonna t- we'll be on the Patreon talking about the the Phil Knight book Shoe Dog. But I think at Round Book Rock, ideally we're gonna be discussing this book called The Cap mm-hmm. about the salary cap. It's really good. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where let's let's do a classic one because all his current. All his current uh, racing ones have been too sad. He was in fifth place all weekend, and then his car broke down, and he also crashed it a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, follow me at Frankie Muniz, where on 12-10-14, I tweeted, I don't have any drinks in my fridge, and I'm too lazy to go to the store, so I'm drinking a jar of applesauce to quench my thirst. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Who among us? <laughs> uh, trust oh, the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all... Uh, Mark Cuban, stop, stop being so anti-weed. 
Uh, and then here's, uh, here's our song about Rick Barry. Hey, one second here. Come on, people. You fans are the greatest fans in the world. That's everybody said that. Show a little bit of class. This is crazy. Seriously. Come on. You're doing yourself a disservice. All of the wonderful accolades being said to you for you to treat this man who is spending his money to do the best that he can to turn this franchise around. And I know he's going to do it. So give him the respect he deserves. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.